It's news to no one when I say that the opportunities for sexual temptation are everywhere. 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 They're everywhere, as your Vodibachum would say. <laughs> everywhere. It's pervasive. Yeah. Okay? So if, if you're a man in this world and you have not yet figured out how to fight against sexual temptation, you're going to be like the wounded gazelle at the back of the pack and the lions will going to pick you off every time. Hmm. And so as men... We need to be systematic in our fight against sexual temptation. We need to be systematic. We need to be decisive. We need to be bold. And here's the thing. We need to be violent in our fight against sexual temptation. And so we're going to talk about that today. It's relevant to marriage because obviously as a married couple, Mm -hmm. you can fight this temptation together. I'm not saying that women are immune to sexual temptation. I will say that in general, men deal with it in a different way and I think in a much more visceral way. Is that is that accurate to say? Yeah. Maybe not more. I think that I think that the ways that we talk about it though can easily be applied to uh, a woman's struggle yeah. with sexual temptation as well. So So this whole topic is going to be pointed toward men. However, I think women can apply it as well Absolutely. as well said. So we'll do that on the other side. Greetings and welcome. My name is Ryan. It's my lovely wife, Selena. We are the Fredericks. We do all things fierce on the internet, at least in our little corner of the internet. Fierce marriage, fierce parenting, the fierce family on YouTube. If you're listening to this and you haven't subscribed on YouTube, please take a second and go do that because we're almost at 10,000 as of this recording. Almost. We want to get there. Uh, Leave a rating and review on the podcast, all that good stuff. Our whole mission is to help create, help you kind of become a couple, a family that is crafted for the glory of Christ. Mm. And it's all by his grace that any of this happens. But we want to be intentional about being families that are after God's things. We want to be chasing after God. We want to be honoring Him on mission with Him. That includes in our ethic of sexuality and our ethic of how we deal with sexual temptation. Right? Yes, absolutely. I'm right on board. (laughs) Okay, so this, this actually occurred to me when I was driving down the main road near our house. I don't know what it's like around the rest of the country or the rest of the world, but we have this this weird sort of phenomena in Washington State, and I despise it. I genuinely despise it. I'm to the point where I might actually start picketing. <laughs> I don't know. Well, don't pick it around there, but yeah. <laughs> position or somehow it. going to it the is legislature. Somewhat, it is somewhat unique to our geographical area. I follow um, Exodus Cry on Instagram, and they talk a lot about human trafficking, and they did a whole. Um, I don't know what you call it, like a, a documentary, an expose, yeah, an expose on these uh, coffee shops. They're bikini baristas. Bikini baristas. So yes. yeah, drive-through bikini baristas. Because where, we live in a colder area, and so you have these coffee shops, and they're set up on the side of the road, and they're they're not coffee shops. They're they're drive-through drive little through. like yeah. sheds, basically. Yeah. Not sheds. They look. They're just like a normal coffee shop, but coffee shack. I don't know. Drive-through place. <laughs> but you don't go in. You just drive through. You make your order. They make your drink right there. And in this case, there's scantily clad women yeah. mm-hmm. making the drinks. And so you get all kinds of you get all kinds of weirdos that pull yeah. up and just want to like watch while they're doing this. Anyway, the thing I don't like about it is that the one that's we have one right down the road from our house. And anytime I drive that way, yeah. I have to constantly be on the on the lookout in yeah. terms of like my own heart and sexual temptation. Like I'm not gonna look over there because this particular one they it's like visible yeah they don't they have two windows and usually one win both windows have sort of a screen uh of their mark their um what do you call it <laughs> these things what whatever it's called the 
Oh, it's all, it's all etched on the window? Yeah, they'll have like a, a ladybug or their logo or whatever. So you can't really yeah. see through it. But this particular one doesn't have one on the main street side. And so if if one of them is helping somebody on the other side, you can, it's, you can see everything that's happening. Yeah. So and not very family friendly. <laughs> no, not at all. And our girls are starting to ask questions about it. Well, we've, t- we've had a conversation. We they haven't seen anything, but we've had conversations about it. Yeah. The point is, is I'm, I was faced with this every day. I'm like, okay, I need, and, and I, I got so tired of always having to like have a new fight every time I'm driving by this place. Because <laughs> my, my wife is beautiful and I want to reserve all of that side of my brain for her. <laughs> and I don't want to be tempted by any, you know, I don't want to give even a wedge into that world. Yeah. And so I got tired of fighting the fight. And so I thought there's got to be a way to, to fight this temptation. That's, that's not a new battle every time. Right. And so I came up with this process, right? But, and, and it's a three-step kind of process that, that I'm hoping to encourage other men with, other families with here. Uh, but first, I want to talk about this thing, what it means to fight sexual temptation like a man. Mm. Okay, what do I mean by the word or that by, by like a man? Yeah. And here's what I mean. I mean that you're on the offensive and you're not passive about fighting temptation, mm-hmm. sexual temptation. You're on the offensive, okay? We're attacking, we're not just defending, but we're attacking uh, in terms of the temptation itself. Number two, we take responsibility, okay? We don't downplay it. Right. Take responsibility for the own desires in your own head, in your own heart mm-hmm. to, to act on the temptation. Now the temptation itself is not a sin, like the Bible says, like be tempted and do not sin. Right. But it's but my responsibility yeah. to resist it. Jesus said, resist the, temp- resist the devil, he will flee, flee from, from you, you, right? So take responsibility, don't downplay it. Mm-hmm. Third one, okay, it's easy to give up. And I think when you fight like a man, you act like a man, um, and, and we're gonna read a verse from Paul in First Corinthians that talks about this. Uh, don't give up. It's tempting to grow tired. Um, the battle wouldn't be a battle if it were easy. Well, right? and I do wanna say, I think as a wife to encourage the the husband that might be um being becoming weary in this battle right when you hear as a wife when i hear you say you're on the offensive you're fighting for this you're taking responsibility like that makes me love you even more that makes me just like say take me now like i love you and i i'm so (laughs) grateful that you are fighting for us and you're fighting for your your own purity as well as just the purity within our marriage covenant as well and that I think wives know how to communicate mm. that in a way that is um, strengthening and encouraging. Well, just to volley that back at you, when you say that to me, now I want to fight even harder. Right. And I want to double down right. again. And I want to protect even more. And I want to slay those little foxes that keep ravish, right. that would rav- you know, ravage our garden. Okay. And so th- this comes from a passage, this like men idea comes from a passage. Okay. It's not just, you know, uh, you know, Brian being Ryan's bravado or just you know <laughs> modern day masculinity but instead it comes from 1 Corinthians 16 13 it says this be watchful stand firm in the faith act like men and be strong mm-hmm. okay so there's this word behind it it's andresistha okay and it's a Greek uh, word now if you look at other if you look at other uh, translations of this they don't say act like men they say be courageous Okay, so this is in the middle voice, and here's what it means: to act like a man, to be brave, or to act manly is what the other is what the the um, the lexicon says. And Strong's four hundred seven is the number of the so. When I'm saying being courageous, being courageous like a, a man. being courageous is what it means to act manly. Okay, good. Like there, it's a good. it's a synonym, and so that's why you'll see different translations. I think that like the new like the King James I think says uh, you know something to the effect of act like men, but then you have like the uh, the NIV, which is like be courageous, which mm-hmm. the NIV tends to kind of water things down a little bit. The SV is act like men. I think the NAS 
B is act like men or like, you know. So that's what we mean by act like men or to, to, uh, to resist or fight sexual temptation like a man courageously hmm. okay so now this this begs the question okay how do i go about doing this i want to be courageous i want to take responsibility i want to be on the offensive but how do i do right. those things so three things okay again like i said systematic <laughs> this is the first one this is the hardest one i would say is mortify your sin now that's i get it it's a, a lot more it's a lot easier said than done but here's what we mean by that learn to hate your sin I like how you said that. Learn to hate your sin because we love our sin. We don't want to give it up. We learn enjoy our it. sin. So learn, no matter what it is. <laughs> learn to so, despise it. Mm. Learn to loathe it for what it is. In Romans eight thirteen, I love this is the, the King James Version. They said it like this. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit, here it is, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Mm. Okay, you might know the, the ESV version better it's for if you live according to the flesh you will die but if you if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body you will live Mm. so do you mortify the deeds of the body do you mortify your flesh now you might be uh, familiar with this book but there's the mortification of sin it's a book by john owen he has some uh, quotes in there that are just epic so i'm going to read a few of them and he asks this do you mortify do you make it your daily work be always at it whilst you live cease not a day from this work be killing sin or it will be killing you mm. all right another one and this is the caveat is you can't do it alone you need to be driven by the spirit he's to well up from within and john owen knows this he talks about it at length in his book but here's a quote that really nails it, it says set faith at work on christ for the killing of thy sin mm. his blood is the great sovereign remedy for sin sick souls live in this and thou wilt die a conqueror. Yea, thou wilt, through the good providences of God, live to see thy lust dead at thy feet. Mm. Through the good providence of God, you'll live to see your lust dead at his feet. Well, it's so important, like you said, to learn to hate your sin because I think at times, uh, you know, dealing just no matter what the sin, but sexual sin especially, we can easily fall into mistaking it as love and not lust, right? And mm-hmm. so again seeing hmm. seeing it for what it is like these women don't want to have a relationship with the people that drive through these coffee shops right they oh. are not looking for love they are looking to get paid and so uh, understand like the situation that the temptations that you're fighting these the women or if you're a woman struggling with sexual temptation those men are not looking for a relationship with you this is a sexual encounter these are this is lust this <clears throat> is not love this is not love That's that good. god has uh, established. I think that's good. I want to. I want to go one layer deeper Perfect. because there can be a tendency, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but there can be a tendency to to go about it go about it pragmatically. Sure. Where we say, okay, that's bad for me, therefore I will not pursue it. Right. And I think there's a, a level of of hate deeper than that sure. of our sin. It should be. And it, what I mean by that is that there's a level of hate that looks at it and sees it for what it is as an affront, as a rebellion, as a as so as if to spit in God's face. Mm. Mm-hmm. because he has said it like enough god could have said it's sin to, to pluck dandelions yeah right that should make us hate plucking dandelions sure. so and good. that's that's a radical thing to say in some circles right another for john owen not at, not at all but that's i think the root of hating your sin when you start to see how it grieves god and how it's an affront mm-hmm. to him and then from there to see your wife who is made in god's image the affront that is to her and the affront that it is to the covenant that God made for you to flourish in. And now you're you're letting these foxes into your garden and they're eating all the fruit out of your garden. Right. 
just because you've you've not you failed as a man to slay the foxes to repair the fence to close the gate and and so i think that's the beginning of it yeah um but i think you're absolutely right i think that maybe the beginning of that process is seeing it for what it is and then learning to reject it outright okay so but that takes a mortification a killing of the sin right not a you know a maiming of the sin but a slaying of the sin so good so that's the first one learn to hate your sin learn to mortify your sin i I recommend the book by john owen the mortification of sin obviously he goes into much greater detail and it it's timeless the second one is this the second step remember systematic mortify your sin now draw near to your wife draw near to your wife and what do i mean by that is bring her in to this the battle into the mortification of it and so it's one thing to just say i want to confess to you it's another to say i want to be clean of this hmm. and i want our, our lives to be clean of this right. and i want my mind to be clear of this and i want it to be for the rest of my life and i can't do that without my wife right um and as a wife uh the responses may vary depending on how on what the sexual addiction is how deep it goes Mm. and how long it's been going on Um, there will obviously be some hurt probably if there's repentance happening Um, there will be i imagine a reluctancy to want to be on your husband's team in fighting this battle there'll just be more blame and shame uh, this is why repentance right but i'm so huge because repentance is the I'm turning away from this thing. I'm just saying that. And I just let me. So yeah. I'm turning away. Yeah. And I'm looking and I'm asking you, wife, will you help me never turn back? Right. And, and I'm just saying. I'm, I feel the pull to t- turn back. The and, wives will have tendencies yeah. and things and sin. They will have to fight and mortify themselves uh-huh. in this battle uh-huh. in order to partner with their husband, in order to maybe not necessarily always ride into battle, but knowing that when he comes home, I'm going to ask him how the battle went or I'm, we're going to mm-hmm. figure out how to engage and, and I can lovingly, not policingly, you know, ask him and inquire, how did, how was your fight? I will say, how are you hating the sin? More um, than a decade ago um, was when this script flipped for me and it was because I, I drew near to you because I knew, and we've stopped doing this since because <laughs> we've grown out of this, but early on, uh, I knew that if, if we were going to be intimate, that I knew you were going to ask me, how, how were you? How did you do? Right. And I knew what you were talking about. You didn't have to go into detail. You didn't have to do any. All you had to do was just ask just the, the question, however you phrase it. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I knew I would not lie to you. Now, part of this is saying, like, you can ask me anytime. I will never lie to you. Mm-hmm. And we'll always love each other. But I didn't want to give you the failure answer. Yeah. And that was kind of the, the, the handhold I had for a while. And then, you know, men be encouraged because... Uh, your endurance grows, the desire yeah. fades. The desi- yeah. the de- you start to, you start, like, honestly, temptation in this way, other than this silly coffee shop. Like, I sit at my computer all day long. I have my phone all day long. No filters. And I'm not saying, like, Ryan, look at Ryan, but I'm saying, like, that temptation's, right. like, pretty much gone. Yeah. The Lord is, God now, has been so good to us. the Lord to continue to protect my mind because I'm saying that and I don't right. want to brag about it. No. But I'm just thankful because I feel like the Lord has, has wrung that and then cleansed that part. Graciously, yes. And even some of the like some of the images that as men you you're exposed to and you expose yourself to, you're afraid those images will never go away. And I'm here to tell you like they're gone. Yeah. And call it a miracle, call it time, call it sanctification. I don't care what it is. Yeah. I just know that it's gone. Yeah. And so be encouraged in that. I think. And when things do come mm-hmm. up, he's so so quick to 
either share them and and we just okay this came up i lingered i, I shouldn't have i just want you to know mm-hmm. okay there's forgiveness i appreciate your your honesty and um yeah let's just keep at this you know we just mm-hmm. and if there is anything you know as a wife like that you you can do again it's not my job to police his purity it's yep. it's my job to be his wife and, and to is, love him. and that's what i mean fight like a man right yeah. take responsibility right i'm gonna come to you with a good report or a bad one but i'm gonna i'm gonna take the responsibility for it i'm not gonna right and as a godly wife you need to respond accordingly yeah. so so just a few thoughts on how to tangibly uh, draw near to your wife. I'm just going to rattle through these really fast. Tell her your desire for righteousness. Repent to her of your sin. Um, ask her uh, for help to fight the sin in prayer and through conversations. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I mentioned about before we were about to be intimate. I knew there's going to be a conversation that happened. It's just kind of that was the trigger, that, the habit. <laughs> uh, the fourth one is ask for her partnership in the sexual purity and pursuing sexual purity in your marriage. And what I mean by pursuing it is, uh, and I wanna be really careful here, but can we work on, and I'm, I'm just putting myself in the in the conversation of a couple, saying to your wife, can we work on our sex life? And not saying it's horrible, I'm just saying, what can we do to really put some focus on this in a season? Yeah. Because I want my sexual energy, my sexual mind to yeah. be pointed in that direction. Right. I'm not saying that you're bad at it. I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm not saying any of those things or yeah. that you owe this to me to help me. And if you don't do this, then you're not, that's not what I'm saying. Mm. But I am saying that as my wife, can we partner in this? And let's, well, how can we up our game? Well, and it would be and pride. Because I think that might be helpful. Well, and I, I've in pride been like, what do you mean? Like, you know, I get all offended that you're like, we need to improve or, but if there's a struggle, even if there's not a struggle, I would say it's okay to want more or to improve, uh, figure out ways to improve your life. Uh, Gary Thomas and Deborah Filet have a book, Married Sex, and it's honestly a great place to start if you're not sure where to go with a conversation or what it's it's an incredible place to start for your for the sexual the sex yeah the sexual your sexual life <laughs> struggling <laughs> over here life. all my words are just gone but yeah i i don't think there's any problem with being able to have those conversations it might take some time and it might yeah. be a little painful but it's not impossible and i i guarantee you will be so grateful that you did yeah yeah and all this is with the the spirit of this idea that your wife is your helper so what husband enlist the help of your helper Mm. go to your wife cling to her a man cling cleaves to his wife leaves his mother and father and cleaves to his wife now make sure you're not cleaving to the air yeah and wives you know ask the lord to soften your heart and to help you see clearly and to be tender towards your husband even in the moments that you don't want to be again how how can we mortify our own sin uh, and love and honor and respect our husbands, even in the midst of their struggle, uh, as they turn and repent and as they're okay. coming to us. Good. So, the systematic way to fight sexual temptation like a man number one, mortify your sin. Number two, draw near to your wife. Number three, draw near to other men. <laughs> in a different way, of course. <laughs> Drawing near to other men. And here's a quote from James Clear. Uh, he says this The best way to form a habit is to be among those with whom the desired behavior is the norm. Hmm. Okay, and I'll use this analogy. If you struggle with alcoholism and you're hanging out with alcoholics, you're not going to win your fight against alcoholism. Right. You're struggling with this sort of temptation and you're hanging around with men who don't care about that temptation. They don't call it a temptation. They don't care. They, they just they're, think they're it's just, not hurting anybody. I'm right. just looking. I'm just whatever. I'm right. just getting coffee or whatever the thing is. No, be around the people where the desired behavior is the norm. Right. They love their wives. They're affectionate towards their wives. Their purity yeah. is 
where you want to be. They mm. are open. There's this communication and this relationship that you want, you see in their marriage, and you want that as well. Yeah. You all know this verse, but it bears mentioning here, iron sharpens iron, as one man sharpens another. That's Proverbs 27, 17. Right. Uh, if you are iron and you're hanging around with wood, mm. you're not going to get sharper. You're going to get duller. You're hanging out with, with, with stone boneheads and stoneheads. <laughs> you're not getting sharpened. You're not with iron. You need to be with iron to be sharpened. And iron are the, the, the types of guys that have the fortitude to say, this is a temptation, and I hate it, yeah. and I want it gone. Let's work on this together. Yeah. Draw near to those guys. Yeah. Um, so who does this mean? And I want to be really clear about this because sometimes there's confusion. You'll talk to some guys, hey, do you have any Christian men in your life? Yeah, like my dad's Christian. Uh, my pastor's there. Uh, and these guys that I go hunting with, uh, I think I think one of them's a Christian. And uh, whatever, you know, you go through the list. That is not Christian community. Well, if you're pastor. <laughs> no, I, I, I disagree because okay. it's one thing to have, even if your pastor's in your small group and your pastor's in your airspace all the time, then sure. yes. Sure, okay. But many pastors are not that. They're just, they're up there speaking and you might the talk to them for five yeah. minutes on a Sunday, but and then they're shepherding, but you're not maybe one of the sheep they're shepherding because you're generally fine and it's a small, small quote unquote temptation. <laughs> so this is what I mean by Christian community. And we've, this is in our book, See Through Marriage. And, uh, and I think it was kind of a, a, uh, an epiphany for us. And so we're going to share it with you. What we mean by Christian community is this. There's five distinctives. And we've talked about this in the past. It's gospel centrality, meaning that the gospel is the thing that connects you, not hunting, not work not some other thing. No, like we are in community because of Christ. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, true transparency. And that's what we're talking about. Actually, not just saying like, yeah, you know, I kind of struggled this week and, you know, it was hard, but thanks for praying for me. Yeah. Okay, that that's something, but it's not transparency. It's, yeah, everyone's a sinner. Like, thanks for acknowledging what everyone right. acknowledges. Now, what did you struggle with? Well, when I was driving down the road, I looked in there and I tried to get a good look. Yeah. yeah. Or... I was on my computer at work, at home, or my office or whatever, and I was I just let myself go and I went to the site that I always go to. Yeah. Okay, that's true transparency. Right. Or my wife was asleep and I was on my phone in bed and she didn't know, but I was looking at who knows what, right? right. That's that's true transparency. Okay, and then you can start actually working through that. Uh, number three, consistency. Um, there needs to be a rhythm of meeting with these people talking about these things, these men talking about these things. Yeah. Uh, Commitment, and what I mean by commitment is that you're going to offend one another. You're going to do something that rubs someone the wrong way. You're going to say something too brashly or too harshly, or you're not going to return a text fast enough. Listen, Christian community is committed. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to dip out the second I get irritated with with this group of guys. Instead, we're going to work through it. We're going to talk through it. And the final one is proximity. Um, if you have all these things with somebody and they live a thousand miles away, like that's great. That's a good friend. That's a Christian friend, but it's not the type of Christian community that we're describing. Well, you need to get people, yeah. And to have the consistency we're talking about, you really need to be like in each other's space physically. Um, and yeah, you can mitigate that through things like Zoom calls and stuff like that. But I'm just gonna say the ideal is to be in person with them. So we have a, a actually another blog post. It's, it's actually a podcast episode. I think it's uh, episode 154. It's not gonna be a video, but you can find it on the website, I think. Sorry if you can't find it. Um, Christian Community, or just get the book See Through Marriage. It's on Amazon, um, and that should be instructive. And read the chapter on See Through Friendships, okay. I think, or See Through Community. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what it's called. Anyway, we wrote the book like three years ago. It's so. been a while. 
That's it. Um, and just to recap, um, how to fight sexual temptation like a man. You guys, this has been helpful for me every day when I'm driving past that silly, stupid coffee shop to remind myself, I hate my sin. I hate temptation. Now, I don't hate the people. I just hate my own, I hate temptation. I hate sin. So I'm going to mortify it. I'm going to draw near to my wife and I'm going to draw near to other godly men so that I can, so this can be normalized in yeah. my life. Um, if you're hearing all this for the first time, you don't know, you've just never been able to fight temptation successfully and you're realizing you're doing it in your, in your own strength, mm-hmm. you might need, the not might, you do need the power of the Holy Spirit in your mm-hmm. life. Now, the Bible teaches when we believe in Christ, we are indwelled by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit then lets us walk in the Spirit, not in the flesh. Yeah. So if you're trying to fight temptation, but all the while you're saying, no, Jesus is not Lord. Mm-hmm. Jesus is not my Savior. He's not my Lord. Right. I'm here to tell you, like, you're not going to win because you don't have the strength to do it. But with Jesus, you can't have the strength to do it when he sends his spirit to indwell you and to help you live that out. Uh, that, if none of that makes sense to you, I'm sorry. I want to give you really clear terms on it. So we have this website for you. It's thenewsisgood.com. It just gives you really basic terms on what it means to become a Christian. And then it gives you a few steps you can take down that path. Let's pray. Father, thank you for uh, your word. Thank you for uh, your holiness. That is such a beautiful thing to, to, to pursue and to reject temptation, to reject sin. Help us understand what it means to sin. Help us understand what our sin looks like to you. Help us understand how our sin grieves you, Lord, that we might turn from it. And Lord, uh, as we turn from it, help us understand how much you love us, the grace you've given us, and how you've cast that sin as far from us as the East is from the West. Lord, that we need not live in the regret and shame of whatever sin we've committed, but we can live in the freedom that we have in you, Christ, as we turn from it. It does not have a hold on us. Show us what freedom is like. Help these men to live upright, uh, pure lives. Help them to mortify their sin. Help them cling to their wives and help them pursue other godly men that they might glorify you and flourish in the process. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, thanks for joining us. Uh, If you want to partner with us, we would love that. The easiest way to do that is subscribe on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review. That means a lot. If you want to go deeper and and, and help us even more, you can go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner and there's actually some stuff a way for you to partner with us financially and there's some stuff you get in return but we ask that you do it because the Lord leads you that's it for this episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast this episode is you're McCann I'll see you again in seven days until next time stay fierce